Welcome to episode two of the Shy Town Shoot Wrestling Podcast. I'm Marson, and today joining me in the squared circle are David and Chris. How's it going, fellas? Chilling, baby. That's what I like to hear. We're coming at you from the heart of the wrestling world, Chicago, Illinois, bringing you the latest news, hottest takes, and all things WWE and AEW. And folks, don't forget, we want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts, your questions, and your wildest predictions to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll answer your comments in the Shytown Shoot mailbag section. But enough of that noise. Let's jump into the latest news. This week, we'll start off a little different. We'll talk about AEW. Um... For those of you who haven't been watching recently, AW is bringing back the rankings. Yay. Woo. Now, Tony, Tony Khan announced Yay, the return of AEW rankings starting this month. Um, they were previously abandoned in August of 2022. Um, Khan mentioned previously that he was reevaluating the ranking system in October of 2022. Um, when it existed, it had a top five rankings for men, women, and men's tag teams when the promotion started back in 2019. Uh, Tony Khan, with the Twitter fingers, uh, said the rankings are coming back to AEW going forward starting this month. AEW is having a very exciting January, and this is only the beginning of an amazing 2024 for AEW and our fans. Thank you all watching Saturday Night collision right now on tnt so what, what when you guys started watching aw what did you think of the concept of rankings did you think it was a good idea i liked it i i actually can't sit well i know david probably watched before i did because when did you start watching aw david uh i started watching first episode so yeah yeah, so I mean, he was literally there since the beginning. I was kind of a bandwagoner when it started to get really hype in early 2021. I think I started watching. So I think by then, I think, were, was there still rankings in 2021? Yeah. yeah, there are still rankings. What I did like about rankings was that it, it gave uh, Dark and Elevation like a purpose. Because mm-hmm. like, a lot of times it would be like those really low card guys or that, or even people that you just see in Ring of Honor all the time now would be in dark and dark elevation, and that would give them a, a reason to show up on Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the ranking system is interesting. I just feel like when it comes to storylines and matches, I just feel like it's really limiting, you know what I mean, in terms of like where you're supposed to go. And... I mean, I guess you'd have that person winning consistently, but I just feel like it's it's a tool that kind of hinders storytelling, especially, you know, from uh, from the perspective that it's predetermined. So having rankings, I don't know if it necessarily adds anything to it. I mean, I guess the, the gimmick's cool, but I'm coming at this from, you know, from the outside looking in. And David, you said you you liked the concept. What do you th- what do you think? Do you think there should be something that changes in this new iteration going forward, or should they maintain what they did previously in 2019 through August of 22? I think now that there's more belts, it'll help out because, like a lot of times uh, with ranking before, it would just be like to dig 
try to call yourself for a title match. Do we know who's who's currently in the top five right now? Do they did they announce that? The rankings? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know, but um, I think I think rankings have the potential of being the differentiator from the WWE product. I I could see it potentially be a really positive thing. Actually, um, I think the initial issue with the ranking system originally was because of like the shows like dark elevation and those like kind of like those YouTube shows where they would kind of pad the, the win and loss records. So like when it would be, when you would watch like dynamite or whatever televised um, show, like you'd have a guy who has like a fuck ton of like, you know, wins and they're like, how the hell did that happened? And then this person's getting like a match or whatever. So I think with, with the YouTube shows being not a thing anymore, you can use the ranking system to have people interested to see on the other products besides Dynamite. So like on a Rampage or Collision, you have those shows now and it gives them an opportunity to have people to watch those shows so they can see if this person's going to win. Are they going to have their rankings come up? Are they, who's going to be kind of in that top five to have those championship matches? I think it's a, it's a, there's, a there's a lot of potential, I'm saying. I mean, like, if 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 Tony Khan doesn't give them an opportunity to even show up on TV, you know, even you know, with with those shows that you mentioned, you know, how how do you even get in the rankings, right? Like, how would you like like if it's all entirely based on rankings? I feel like if he doesn't give certain folks TV time, then they're just kind of SOL. So that, that's just kind of like, at least from that angle, I I feel like that it's a little problematic, but um. I don't know. I, I think I think it's an interesting concept. Um, yeah. I think I think if it's done well, I was listening to Bischoff kind of talk about it. I think if if Tony Khan was able to bring in people who have done a ranking system in like smaller promotions or whatever, they can make sense of it. So they can orchestrate it in a way where it does work and it and it makes sense and it feels like more of like a sports presentation. You know, because I think it was Punk who came, and supposedly he was the one who kind of got rid of it. Get of him to make it more WWE, which is which is a weird thing for him to say. Because I was watching that NXT thing yesterday on YouTube, how he was like training, trying to get his reps in or whatever, and he was talking to the talent about how like people should differentiate. Like when he came in, he said he wasn't gonna like copy a Hulk Hogan or whoever, like he was in copy their move set. He said that, you know, I tried doing a springboard or whatever move he said, because people weren't doing that. So, you know, it's just a weird take for him from him. So I think there's potential. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that, but I guess that you make a good point there. Yeah. Any final thoughts, gents, about these rankings before we move on to the next piece? Nah. Nah. They're numbers. <laughs> the numbers. The numbers. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's su- it's super early because I mean it's still January, so they're still trying to get their shit in. So we'll see how it looks like towards Revolution and onward. We need to give it like half a year, see where where the trend is kind of going, how it's kind of doing. But I mean, again, I'm I'm being a glass half full kind of a guy. I think it could be potentially very positive and to differentiate because like. They should. They don't have to be copying WWE, and I think there's a lot of 
people when you go through like comment sections on the Twitters and on the Instagram like posts, like people are always trying to really compare. Well, they ain't doing this shit right because it's not WWE. And well, I'm like, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. And I think if they tried to stay in their own lane to create something unique, I think that's a that's a good idea. So yeah, I don't think they're kicking it into full gear until the end of January. So we'll see how they start um, using it. I'm I'm assuming probably this week um, on Dynamite. So that's that's the end of the AEW news. Let's focus on WWE's one of the biggest pieces of news. Uh, WWE had a very uh, news-heavy week. Um, we're going to talk about the Netflix deal that they got for $5 billion, if I'm not mistaken. Netflix and uh, WWE and TKO struck a deal. Um, starting next year, WWE Monday Night Raw will start streaming um, on Netflix uh, in 2025. Um, SmackDown will be on USA Network within the United States, um, and NXT will be on the CW. All, all, uh, all other programming outside of the United States will all go to Netflix, which, lucky bastards, because I don't want <laughs> to have all of my programming splintered like that but i i can wait but um let's talk about some of the the main things so netflix um has delved into stream, streaming live sports for a little bit i think they did um f1 racing and golf if i'm not mistaken yeah uh, um this deal is essentially 10 years and they have the ability to um negate the deal if they would like they can opt well they can opt out after five years or extend it for another 10 years um the platform will stream globally um so like i mentioned all shows and specials will be outside of the united states um and yeah let's talk about just this massive massive news what do you think about wwe monday night raw going to streaming Netflix and Phil. Netflix and Phil, baby. Uh, I think it's it's when I first saw it, I was I was surprised because of the the rumors. Obviously, if anybody anybody who's listening to this, probably a a big wrestling fan, so you know they're paying attention to all the little rumor stuff, speculation. Um, it they were saying it was going to be. Warner Brothers Discovery and then I think Amazon was a conversation but Netflix was just not in the conversation so that's that was very surprising to see that it was Netflix and kind of cool I think I think Netflix has been kind of that like eh, like we're over you like that Andy or the Toy Story meme where he's like we don't want to play with you anymore and he's like dropping the toys off in the box or whatever that's kind of how Netflix kind of feels right now so I think it'll give it some new life as far as like uniqueness apart from like uh, the other big major streaming platforms. So should be really good for uh, Netflix for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Netflix, I think from the American perspective, looks like that. But Netflix is still the largest streaming service across the globe. And I think globally outside of the United States, it continues to be popular and, and do really well. Netflix does a great job with lots of um, foreign content um, for movies and television. So they have a huge leg up on there and their longevity. Um, the 
amount of time they've been doing streaming obviously surpasses the other streaming services um, that came out after them. And honestly, it's a great deal. It's a shot in the arm, that's for sure. And I, I'm going to be curious to see what what it looks like to watch live programming on. I think they also did. A, did they do a Kevin Hart or a Chris Rock live stream of one of their specials? I think they they did that too, and I think that was pretty successful. But unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to um, to try it because I don't have Netflix right now. I have too many streaming services. Just got to borrow somebody's. That's the uh, yeah. That's the trend. Well, it's borrowing somebody's, but didn't Netflix also kind of crack down on that? And you have to have like this two-factor authentication BS to like log in. Like, yeah, you got to get a code that you get sent through a text to say that you're you know at a hotel or something if it's you and you're traveling. Yep. Yeah. David, what do you think about the new Netflix deal and just kind of the future of, I guess, WWE's like PLEs and all of their content? Do you think it's a good idea? I like it. Uh, I think it's a more permanent home in the long run. I think it'll be successful just because of like how you're saying it's super global. And then stateside, I know they'll even have more access to people than than say cable or whatever streaming that they have that gives them USA network. I wonder how that's going to work for like on demand. Yeah, that, that's what I, w- I want to figure out is the, the on demand stuff, the, the whole library. You, I feel like they must have like, they're going to have a separate section for just WWE stuff. Cause I just feel like having it just mixed in with all the other content would just feel kind of jumbled together. So I hope in terms of like a user interface and a navigation no. perspective, I, uh, I definitely want to see them fix that when they get, when they get a uh, Monday night raw on Netflix. Um, and then for PLEs, I, I don't know if I heard, where the PLEs are going to go. I mean, I guess they said everything is going to go to Netflix globally, so that must include PLEs. I don't think Peacock's going to have PLEs after their deal's up. Yeah, and I think that just gets rid of the network uh, on an international aspect because I believe WWE Network still shows internationally for PLEs. It did, and they, they recently announced that they're actually, they are going to shut down at the end of the year, which makes sense because... You know, they're, they're switching to Netflix. RIP. But it does give me some, um, it does give me some, uh, some idea of what I'm going to have in 2025 in terms of streaming services. So I might just drop uh, HBO um, and, well, Peacock is, I'm only having Peacock for the PLEs. So once that's gone, then I'm essentially just shifting the money over to Netflix, which is perfectly fine. Um, and then I could watch, you know, uh, One Piece <laughs> and Squid Games 2 when it comes out. They, ha- they have some good stuff on there. And Pokemon reruns. Hey, boy, sorry. What a pleasant surprise. Andres with the yeah. run-in. Out of nowhere with the steel <laughs> chair. That's what we are. We're, uh, we are unpredictable, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was lost on, uh, on uh, Like a Dragon right now, so... That's a game that's, I mean, for sure, there's a lot of people talking about how it's just, it just sucks you in. And I know you're big on that shit, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I saw the message, I'm like, oh, damn, let me jump in. 
we're just talking about the new Netflix deal with uh, Monday, Monday Night Raw and WWE. Um, I don't know if you had any insight into this. Have you have you read any of the news in the past? Um, week? I did. I did see the, 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 they're making that transition. What next year, right? Though. Yeah, twenty twenty five, starting in January. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's cool. That's interesting. Like, it makes it a little easier for me to watch Raw now. To be honest, I don't think I'll still sit there for three hours though, because it is a little rough to sit there for three hours straight now at my age, at least. But I'm I'm pretty <laughs> like okay, cool. You know, that's cool that they're gonna make that jump though. I know a lot of people are actually kind of mad about it too though. So the yeah. only reason I'm like okay with it is because I do have access to Netflix, so. I agree. I mean, I feel like I, I do think with cable, it is heading slowly out. It's still going to exist, and but I feel like the audience is diminishing in terms of the amount of people that are using cable. But on the other hand, a lot of people are saying that we're essentially paying as much as we would for a cable package because of all the streaming services that exist and people are subscribed to. But I think uh, I think I'll be able to manage with just uh, two or so. So I think it's it's a good idea. Um, and with that, I think we're <clears throat> we're done with the Netflix section of the news. We're gonna jump into the next discussion, uh, which was another news story with uh, WWE 2K24 being announced within the past week. We saw our cover superstars. We saw uh, Cody Rhodes as the cover for the standard edition. There's a 40 years of WrestleMania edition. And there's also the deluxe edition, which comes with uh, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley as the cover superstars of that, of that game. And they've been hinting a, a, about the, the game and its features for quite a while um, on their Instagram. There were random images of a special referee, of a casket, um, of an ambulance. And we came to learn that they're bringing back these modes, which is awesome. The new game is going to have a updated roster. Everyone's going to have a more current look. Obviously, there's going to be a 2K showcase of the Immortals. So you'll be reliving all the historic WrestleMania moments. Um, probably not the Chris Benoit triple threat one, but hey, they're probably not going to include all all 40 years of WrestleMania. I think they're going to kind of uh, spark notes it and, and make it maybe like 15 big moments. Um, you'll have My Rise. That's coming back. My Faction. Uh, My GM. They're going to have some additional uh, features in My GM mode, like trading. Um with the superstars, there's going to be the universe mode. They're going to have expanded features with new rivalry actions, cutscenes, uh, special guest referees, double title matches, and a loser leaves town stipulation. There are other features, including uh, I mentioned guest referee, uh, the casket, the gauntlet, and the ambulance matches, and backstage brawls uh, featuring more than one superstar. Uh, obviously updated graphics. There was actually one thing I wanted to comment on the graphics. Um, looks, looks great, but when they, <laughs> when, uh, we'll get, we'll touch on this later, but when Bailey won the Royal Rumble, uh, 2K posted like a congratulations Bailey and they put like her face model and she looked like Cynthia from Rugrats with like her hair, hairline, <laughs> like 
the the hair was just like it was like weird like her face looked fine but i don't know why they thought that'd be a good picture to post on social media and the the top comments were like you know like she looks busted like what's wrong with the hair (laughs) and they and they took it down damn i wanted to see it i I was about to look it up it's probably someone probably screenshotted it i'm sure read it well the trailer that we saw yesterday for the game too like there was those weird like like the zoom ins and their faces like hulk hogan and and stone cold were (laughs) you know it it was weird like how those look too yeah i mean with those they were they were just trying to recreate those wrestlemania moments and they basically took oh there you go like the the david's got it oh Oh, thank you man (laughs) what happened to your (laughs) it took her as priority Yeah, like her face looks looks good, but I I don't know what it is. It like I feel like feel like the women wrestlers in the two K games, they always feel like they get like second treatment, and they nece- don't necessarily always have the base, be- best uh, facial models. And I don't understand why, but I'd like to hope that they fix the hair and all the female wrestlers who are in the game do live up to the equivalent of their male counterparts because I always feel like the resources are <laughs> less um, on, on the women's side. Um, but but yeah, with the, with the zoom-ups of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan, I'm, I'm pretty sure they just took old footage, had them do like a current uh, recording, and then just kind of like plastered they fa- their face on it with like some kind of AI program. But it didn't look great. But I guess you get the point across. But I, I personally wouldn't have wouldn't have done it in that way. But um, yeah, what what do we think of the, the WWE Two K Twenty Four announcement? Are we excited? Do we want to? Are we? Do we plan on getting it? I think I think I am. What, are, what yeah, do you guys I think? I think I'll play it too. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely play it. I mean, ever since the last one, they did it from the ground up again, right? Like it was actually like a complete rebuilding year, right, from before that. So, and it did. They did a great job. So there wasn't like a cookie cutter exactly like from all the previous uh, WWE games that they did for a while where it was kind of getting a little too like how much of the same. So I think it's only like it's going to be one one big improvement from the last one. So I'd say it's definitely going to be, you know, worth getting for sure. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, thoughts? Uh, when did they start doing 2K specifically with WWE? Wow. 2014. Or there was a 2013. I remember when Punk was on the cover. That was 2013. It might have been 11. That might have been no. 14 too, though. Because they no, had, that was that was SmackDown versus Raw still 2011. Okay. 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 And um, that was still with THQ and and uh, Ukes. I mean, I skipped out actually on a lot of 2K WWE games. I feel because I don't yeah, even remember the last one I bought personally. Um, I just know you guys have been playing. You guys played 2K23, right? A little bit. We did, yeah. We got bit, the John yeah. Cena one. Uh, I got the Rey Mysterio or 2K22 before. Um, they, and they before that, I'm pretty sure they, they took a little bit of a break because of that backlash for, uh, was it 2K19 or 2K20 where it was just completely unplayable, basically. The facial models and all that. I don't know if you guys remember like Assassin's Creed. Um, I mean, there were a number of number of games like uh, 
cyberpunk like those just those kinds of issues it was just bad and they basically had to take a step back because i think the year to year was a problem for them for whatever reason and they, well, they were just like copy pasting basically over yeah i mean they're doing it they're doing a year to year thing now but maybe they just needed yeah. that that break to like you know figure out what the what the issue was because yeah. so far it's been good the, the one the one continuous issue has been the online mode that I, I I just don't know how if it's just because the the kind of game it is, but I feel like the online has never been amazing. If it was SmackDown versus Raw, or if it was a two K game, like there's always this delay, and there's in terms of the frequency of your players being replaced with an AI is is too frequent for for my taste. So I hope that they they fix it, but I'm not holding my breath. But I do. Um, I do want to see uh, the 2K24 modes, like the 40 years of WrestleMania. What? What? Who do we think? What matches do we think they're going to include in that? And how many do you think? How many moments do we think is going to uh, appear in the game? I think at least 20. Yeah, I mean, you think at least half, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they'll do like for sure, like the easy ones, like you know, Hogan, Andre. Savage Steamboat. Sure, Rock and Hogan. Probably throw um, in like Shawn Michaels and, and Razor. Yeah, yeah. Those are good ones. And which one? Like we we can speculate about like the ones that we think they'll do. Which ones do you guys want to appear in the game? Part I of. think a good one would be the the tournament they had. Was it WrestleMania eighteen? When Jericho ended up winning, because he cheated, like he actually beat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night, as he put it too. That was his promo after he won the undisputed title. I think that'd be a cool one to put in there. Because I, I don't know if that's ever really good for this game. That was Vengeance. Was it? Yeah, oh, was it Vengeance? I thought that yeah, was WrestleMania. When he won both titles, yeah. Yeah, he oh, won those titles at Mania. Oh, okay. I'm mistake. I'm mistake. Damn, I thought it was Mania. I think I, I want to see the Edge Mick Foley flaming table from WrestleMania 22. I, I mean, I think the Cena Triple H match was it probably can't good, be that but I think the the Edge uh, Mick Foley match was much more memorable. Um, <laughs> Vince McMahon, I mean that that's gonna be he he was a part of a lot of like the Attitude Era moments and stuff, so that's gonna be interesting how they handle handle that um, within the games. <laughs> Yep. Just a Austin random McMahon. like a call. They'll, they'll just do when Rock beat Austin instead. I mean that's it that's a good yeah. one too. Probably Rock Hogan. Lots of Rock Hogan themed matches, I'm sure, that are gonna show up at WrestleMania. I mean Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, I know that they're, they're gonna include at least the WrestleMania twenty five one, if not WrestleMania twenty six. Probably the second triple H one. Yeah. Did Brock Lesnar have any one. moments? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, Goldberg, Lesnar. That I mean, it was a moment. The yeah, Bre- Lesnar beating the streak. I mean, that's 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 a that's a yeah. big moment, and like it's yeah. objectively a big moment. <laughs> People are like, what? what the hell did he actually count to three? <laughs> like the guy, the zoom up of that one guy's face with the <laughs> yeah. with the big eyes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, you got you have to include that. But I'm excited for but that. Does it make the cut? Does it? I hope so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
I hope so. I mean, there's, <laughs> I feel like that's the crappy thing is like they have all these moments and right now there are certain just problematic individuals that are involved in a lot of these moments. So you can't really avoid them all unless you're going to be, you know, really scraping the bottom of the barrel of certain matches like. I don't know. You're going to do the Sheamus Daniel Bryan 22nd match where he yeah. just gets like kicked in the head. Mm-hmm. What if Tony doesn't want that? Nay. Well, <laughs> that's the other thing. There are guys who are, who don't even, who are on a different roster. Um, well, that's the same with the Edge McFoy thing. Cause he's an AEW, you know? Oh yeah. Another one. Good, good point. I wonder how they're going to handle that. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like because we said we're, there are only 20 and we have, technically 40 years of WrestleMania minus WrestleMania 40. I think uh, these people and the folks who are in AEW, they basically kind of made their decisions easier about which WrestleMania moments they're going to pick. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. There's definitely going to be a lot of Hogan, Rock, Austin. We're just going to get a bunch of wrestling from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Early um, 90s, Ultimate Warrior, yeah. Hogan, Bret Hart. They can't even Brett versus Dolan. That's true. That's true. I'd like to see Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. I feel like that one you can do, right? There's, there's no issue there. Sure. Well, let's talk about... Um, well, we talked about WWE 2K24. Chris, you mentioned you haven't played wrestling games in a while. I kind of wanted to discuss our favorite wrestling games we've played in the in our lifetimes. I think the first wrestling game that... I touched, and I guess Chris by proxy was WWF Attitude on PlayStation. I think that was the first wrestling game we got, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, was it like in your house, or am I mistaken? Was that no a- Attitude? No, it would have been Attitude. I mean, on PlayStation, that that's the most that's the most vivid one I remember because. They had the freaking uh, faces. It looks like they just peeled their skin off and just like taped it to like a 3D model. Oh, yeah. And that's like the, and the kicking and all that, that wasn't great. And we also played uh, WWF SmackDown. We had SmackDown 2 for whatever reason. I don't even know how we got that, but those were the first two games that we played. Yeah. And those were fun. I also didn't know how the hell to play as a kid. I was like, am I, how do I pin? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just kicked the shit out of this motherfucker. <laughs> I just kept kicking. I'm like, how do you do a finisher? Who knows? But yeah. I played a really old game on the arcade. I remember, um, I don't remember what it was. It was like, it was not like the 3D model one, the one that Midway made. It wasn't that one. I did play that one later, but like, there was one before that where there were like sprites. And I remember like Hogan being like, I don't think you got much of a roster choice, but I remember like playing as Hogan. It was in a steel cage and stuff, and <clears throat> it was like an arcade, so it had like the stick and the buttons and stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't remember what at all what it was called and stuff. But that was before Attitude even came out. But Attitude, I did. I actually got that. I think the, the day it came out because it looked it looked really impressive. Like at that point in time, what was that I like mean, 99, yeah. 98 or something like that? Yeah, so yeah, that like was a big deal. Yeah, that was huge when they came out. I remember getting it, and I'm like, it's all right. But it, it got better, like, the more you played it. It started to kind of, like, pick up, like, pace and stuff like that, the better you got it and stuff like that, when you started to learn more. But I remember being, like, hell of impressed with that. And obviously, like, a lot of other people, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, those games were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did the original SmackDown as well. I think I still have it. Um, SmackDown 2, 
three maybe and then once they got to like that whole smackdown versus ross time period i kind of didn't do it i didn't play them anymore that when i got back into wrestling games was like 2013. man those were the cream of the crap though those were the best david what about you what what were what was your first wrestling game my first wrestling game was uh the second wcw game on n64 so versus revenge that was a good one too yeah so like i had that and then the i had both awf games so mania 2000 and then no mercy uh out of those three my favorite was probably gonna i'd probably say it was revenge at least revenge got the most out of me and so they were all in n64 right yeah games yeah and then i played like all the playstation game all the smackdowns like here comes the pain and yeah so like one two like what was it know your role shut your mouth Mm -hmm. just bring it just bring it was the third one so that was before shut your mouth that's what it was yeah and then it was here comes the pain which is the one that like everybody that has all the lore now i played uh i played like the first three smackdown versus versus raw so i stopped at 07 and then i disappeared those were awesome Mm -hmm. So day, of reckoning. day of reckoning day of reckoning those were that was a really gamecube good. exclusive right i also had raw for xbox oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember me and chris got like an xbox like late in its life cycle uh partially got it because i wanted to get shenmu 2 but i think like the first games that we got in there they had like the dead or alive ultimate like box so i think it was one two and three or no it was just one and two in it and they were like remastered versions of dead or alive um, and then we also got like Star Wars Obi Wan for whatever reason at the same time, and Knights of the Old Republic. But we got WWE Raw, and I was like, "This is this is okay." But then I saw WWE Raw two, and I saw that you could like in add in like your own music, which I thought was like such a revelation. Oh yeah, you could, yeah. You could basically put in your own theme mm-hmm. songs and all that kind of stuff. That was awesome, and not to mention like for the time, it, I thought it looked really good. But uh, in terms of visuals, I thought that Day of Reckoning looked the best out of, honestly, uh, from like that 2003 to 2006 era, I thought Day of Reckoning had the best visuals. And in terms there of the gameplay, it was also really good. Yeah, there was, there was one and two. And I think we played both. One of them we played at our friend uh, Michael Conley's house. And the other one, I think we just rented from Blockbuster, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I remember I had WWE or WWF at the time of Royal Rumble, which was on the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. And it was like, it was a big deal because it was like the first time you can have more than like 10, like, characters on screen in the ring. So, but the game itself was like, eh, it was all right. (laughs) That's all it was. You just did the Rumble. I don't think there was any other game modes on it. Did you play that ECW um, one that was on? Dream I did. Games? What'd you think? I did. That was, that was pretty bad, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, I used to try to, like, live... I had it, too. I used to try to, like, force myself to play it just because I liked everybody that was in ECW. Yeah. yeah. No, it was terrible. Well, Actually, funny story about that game. Um, I'm yeah. sorry, real quick. Yeah. Uh, we I rented that game, and um, somehow I lost it. When it came time to to give it back to Blockbuster, I lost it. I just couldn't <laughs> find it. Me and my dad were like, "Where did it go?" I'm like, "I don't know. We couldn't find it." And we had to come up. We had to come clean to Best Buy and be like, "Yeah, we can't find it." So like the agreement was, we just have to basically pay for the game that I didn't have. <laughs> so 
So he had to basically pay for it. And we ended up finding it when we moved. <laughs> you know, like when you move, you actually clear like everything out. You end up sometimes finding things you didn't know was missing or, you know, you've been looking for. That's what ended up happening. So well, then, how long did you have for, did you have like a, for like a week or, or so? I don't remember what. what the, I remember how the, I remember, uh, I don't remember how the renting thing went, but we, <laughs> it came time to return it. And I was like, okay, because we saw the, the container that it came with, like for the disc itself, we couldn't find it. It was weird. And I don't know, we lived there another like year and a half. And then like when we moved out, I found it. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Lucky me, I get this game, right? So What do you do? Yeah, do you no. remember anything specifically from that game that you liked? It was or that rough stuck out? I mean, not really, man. Especially in those days, we had better options. I just remember thinking like I was going to like it. But no, there's. I just remember like it just... Like, it played okay, but just, like, the entertainment value. Like, I wasn't really a big, big ECW guy, so, you know, I was trying to... I was just getting into ECW at that point, but even then, I didn't really have, like, a favorite favorite. Maybe, like, RVD, but, like... Because I remember... Was it WGN? Or some channel locally out here had it. I don't even think the channel even existed more and more. I remember Mancow had a television show on it, too, that would, like, follow it. <laughs> yeah, God, what channel was that? But they played ECW on there. I can't. It was a local televised station, but that's when I started to try and get into ECW and stuff. Sure, but when I got the game, was it twenty six? Probably. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was just. It just had like random stuff on there. But that's how I discovered ECW. And I like how for the longest time it was a secret that like WWE actually was funding ECW. I mean, I didn't know. So that when I found out, yeah, I didn't know. So. Yeah, I was like, holy crap! Makes sense though, and you start thinking like when they did the crossovers here and there, so. But yeah, that game, uh, honestly, I just remember it being bad and not really like, and then feeling terrible that my dad had to spend 50 bucks after the fact. He's <laughs> like, not only did you lose it, but you also paid for a shit game too. <laughs> yeah, we paid full price for it. And I was like, oh, the damn, okay. And then we find it. I'm like, ugh. But no, honestly, I can't remember too, too much. I remember one game that I do remember specifically I hated was WCW Backstage Brawl. Cool. <laughs> I, was, I was about to yeah. bring, yeah. I was about to ask which game was it where it was just like strictly in the backstage. I was just about to actually ask that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was backstage brawl. Yeah, yeah that was that game was rough, dude. That was really bad. And there was another WCW game where I remember it, either either I probably just never figured it out, but I remember the only song that would play throughout the entire menu and then throughout the entire customization was Rey Mysterio's song, like his theme at the time, like the. The what was it? The Crazy Animals or whatever song that was. was I remember, like, mayhem. was it, it? Yes, it was Mayhem. Yes, because I one thing you do when you play wrestling games, you know, you you want to customize yourself in it, you know. So I remember doing that, and you know, I take my time at that. So like, my dad would be in the room too. He's doing whatever, and he just kind of asked me, he's like, "Why is that the only song that's playing? It's been like three hours." <laughs> Do you mind, like, muting like it, or, like, can we play the radio or something? I'm like, yeah. Like, you really like that song, song son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would really like that song, but, yeah, right? That that was the only song that played, right? Like, I was like, am I not doing something right? Can I not change it? Like, it's weird, but, because, I don't know, it was just the only thing that played through the whole game. It was pretty, and then the game was just not great, either. I remember being a kid and playing, the, like, I remember I my uncle rented it, and he let me know I Started a match and then turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. 
Just that quick. What yeah. about you mentioned you played ECW? You said you were you were forcing yourself to play it because you liked it. Do you remember anything <laughs> specifically that you disliked about it in terms of like the mechanics or anything, or was it just a generally unpleasant game to play? Yeah, so it was unpleasant to play. Uh, it was really clunky, and then it also had like the worst input lag you've ever seen. And then with it being having all that input lag, it also was like combo based, like in terms of the striking buttons. So it was like impossible to play. Wasn't it the same engine as Attitude too, as well? Like it, it basically was like a copy of it, but it was worse somehow. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Actually, yeah, there's I, another. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. I'll let you finish. I'm no, sorry. No, yeah, I, I remember like actually being able to do a Rolling Thunder with RVD and like throwing my hands up in there because it was just like impossible to pull anything off in that game. <laughs> Did they have create a wrestler um, options in that game? I don't remember. I never got that deep. You're like, this is just trash. <laughs> like, I'm over it. If it doesn't sell you in like the first like whatever half an hour of gameplay, then it's probably not going to sell you. I just the didn't. Have, there's no games of RVD at the time, and it was like when RVD <laughs> first got to got to WWF. So it's like, ah, oh. worth it. <laughs> Did you guys play Nitro? No, no. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, we, I didn't. Really, I don't think I played any of the um, the N64 games. I played No Mercy uh, when uh, I figured out how to do ROMs and emulators. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the only so time I, I did a. No mercy. The WCW Nitro was a terrible game. Absolute hurt. Probably one Wayne of the Thunder. worst. But it's kind of fun when it's like just mindless like button mashing. Because like the strike system was like very quick. And there was a generic grunt for every character. And they had like the biggest roster of any game. Because they literally put like the developers in there. They had like these random like characters that were just thrown in, like Bee man and like horse man like i'm I'm not <laughs> even joking and then they had like random stages where it was like i don't know you're like at a canyon or you're inside a beehive itself and like it was fuck? the most weirdest it was it was a weird look it up it's a it was just a weird mess of a game man but like like i said for mindless fun it was interesting but like it, it was just a terrible quality game i'm like and then, then you got hogan sting and goldberg on the cover so you threw like, like they basically had to throw like the triple asters on the cover, just to be like, hey, maybe someone will buy this garbage if we put these guys on there, right? <laughs> Look it up, though. It's 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 a wacky game. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're right. With the you you mentioned the ECW games using the WWF Attitude Engine, yeah. And then I forgot there was also WWF Warzone. We also played that one. Yeah, um, that, that was the first one that came out, and then it was WWF Attitude in '99, and then in 2000 they had the ECW. Hardcore Revolution and Anarchy, Anarchy rules, rules misspelled. No E. R-U-L-Z, baby. Exactly. Now it's a little cringy, but that's that's pretty awesome. The, yeah. the, and the worst one had the intros, right? With the wrestlers talking? I think so. I'm, but, like, it wasn't great, but but yes. And they <laughs> all had some form of um create a wrestler obviously not as not as crazy as now but what what do we think like i guess between the era of 1998 and let's say up to like 2005 what which one had the best create a wrestler um feature do you think in a in a wrestling game up until that point talking like pre-smackdown versus raw yeah i mean i feel like it might be a little unfair to include smackdown versus raw just because it was such a such a big thing, but I, I I feel like no mercy. 
Yeah. Yeah, Mercer was really good with that. No Mercer. I think even the first SmackDown might uh, might fall into that category because what that was like 2000, right? When that came out, that had a pretty good customization. Because you can like customize, like, because I remember your character would come out and all you would see is the Titan Tron itself playing in the background, like the video. I remember that was pretty cool. And they had like thousands of options of how you can come out. Like they had a random one where your character would walk and then like randomly like turn around really quickly and start sprinting. And there's like a missile coming behind them. Yeah. And eventually he'd get hit by yeah, it. Yeah, and was, yeah, they had like all these, they had like a, a crazy amount of them. I mean, wrestling games, I think, sets the standard for customization in games in general. Um, you know, pretty much. That's why, like, even fighting games are doing that, like, more so. And I think, like, I don't know, they can take a lot of inspiration from wrestling games for that aspect. But uh, I say SmackDown probably had the best at that era for me I agree. personally. And um, obviously, with uh, SmackDown versus Raw, and I think even specifically SmackDown versus Raw. 2006 the customization was basically like up the wazoo of like in terms of what you can customize the the actual detail of what you can do with an individual character and every specific body part whether it's the eyes or the no the bridge of the nose how big your forehead is you know all of that was super customizable like before it was like oh here's your head make it large or make it small and then they they basically broke it down by every every part of the human anatomy not to mention that you know the clothing and the sheer amount of clothing that you can do um in smackdown versus raw 6 i remember going online and we had like people who who made like uh tifa from final fantasy 7 creator wrestlers uh the mask Jim Carrey, the uh -huh. mask for whatever reason, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sting and making all those kinds of uh, characters that weren't in SmackDown versus Raw for obvious reasons. Um, what, what, which, uh, so, uh, Andres, you said you didn't play SmackDown versus Raw at all, right? No, those games I did, like, I was kind of falling out of the scene a little bit, so I also fell out of the games. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, with those I didn't really get too familiar with. Even like the Raw series after that, no. Day of Reckoning too. I kind of heard they were they were pretty good, but I didn't play those either. Unfortunately, I, I skipped a good amount of time. Unfortunately. So I guess in the for for David and and Chris for like the modern era, which I guess I can say SVR06. To say modern might be kind of stupid because now thinking back, that's like almost twenty years ago. But from <laughs> SVR06 until until now. Which one from like that series, including the 2K games, would you say left the biggest um, lasting impression? 07. 07. Yeah, 07 only because, I mean, Marcin, you know that we were like on that shit all the time with like soundtrack. Soundtrack. I mean, there was just a lot of good shit. Like the music itself, the customization was super, super heavy. I mean, like you could create logos and textures and make them big and small, and people were being like super creative with that stuff. All the modes, even like the uh, the online was kind of endearing when motherfuckers would be like like hacking and shit, <laughs> and they're like oh, yeah. freeze you in the middle of the ring. There'd be I remember specifically there's like a guy who made like a venom or something, and he would like somehow he was able to like climb outside of the arena and just like make everything super minimized. And then his ass would just drop, like his character would drop, and then he would just fucking be like paralyzed. And then you just have to like reset your fucking game because that shit, like there's nothing else you can do. You're like, all right, so now what? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but did they have special referees now, or maybe it was in 06? Well, I remember in 07, like they also hacked it so where you could also um, have like uh, the characters, like the non playable characters, like Stephanie McMahon and all those things. And they also had like these uh, nude mods for the creator wrestlers, and they were just like <laughs> naked, big titty chicks <laughs> on there who would like freeze you while, while you're trying to get pinned. Yeah, sure. I didn't have special referees in No Mercy as well. I think that's what they started doing. It. And it's, they went about it in such a w weird way too. Like the way to freeze a person, they basically, uh, what you said, Chris, was they they used like the leaving the ring uh, motion, and and that's how he was able to just keep like floating up to the top of the arena, and also how he froze you if you faced them, which was nuts. And around the same time, we also started going into. Um, we we joined uh, what they called in in the wrestling games clans or like gamer um, groups. I, I I don't know what other term they used. Then I don't. It, it was they you you saw like when you were creating your own username. A lot of folks had like a three letter group that they had next to uh, their name as like a tag. I think ours was USF if I remember correctly. And I'm pretty sure it changed to something else afterwards. But we were like super knee deep into um, like the forums where you pick your character some people had their own created character other people picked a superstar like Shawn michaels or edge and the forum was basically like a federation um and i think usf stood for unstoppable forces and basically there was a main section on the forum where you had like the uh the, the role-playing section so you're basically creating feuds and feuding with people by you know cutting promos uh, in your forum post and you basically start feuds and then you had someone who was basically general manager who created weekly match cards and then there was a monthly pay-per-view at the end and then you'd fight for the title or whatever it was and that was actually pretty pretty addicting and fun i do remember enjoying that a lot um too bad you know it kind of died off I, th I i enjoyed doing that if there was a way to 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 implement something like that in like the online mode that'd be amazing but i wouldn't even know um how you'd accomplish that but chris i don't know if you had any thoughts about that era i mean there was just a lot of drama i guess amongst the the clan members so to speak <laughs> um it was uh it was it was Slaves fun canceled yeah sharing it on social media <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was it was a good time um it was just kind of fun coming after school and just trying to, like, oh, you forgot to post a promo or whatever against this person or whatever, and you had to like go in there and cut a promo or whatever. Um, but it was it was fun. It was probably the that's that was like peak wrestling game for me. Like we we got '08, I think, and that's when the the graphics started to get a lot better with like the 360 and stuff. '07, I think, was the first one on 360. Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, yep. Like, also. Yeah, it was like simultaneous release. Um, but yeah, it started to get way better looking 08 and onwards. And little sticker at the bottom said featuring ECW, I think, on that 08. SVR 08. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now nah, that was that was peak wrestling, at least from from my rose tinted goggles. But like I'm sure I think I remember 2K 13 or 14 or whatever it was being good the attitude then, era one yeah. yeah i think that was the last one we all had before like 22 or 23 yeah 
I think I bought 2K14 like just on a whim, but it was like after the fact, like it was out for a while, and I just wanted to see what it what it played like. I think it might have been 2K15, um, and it was it was good, but yeah, I, I just didn't I didn't feel it yet until until recently. I think I was just getting to that point where I was getting burnt out around like 16 to 2017, and then I stopped like I said before, and then came back in 2022. Thankfully, after that uh, Royal Rumble with Shane McMahon, because I think it was that year, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken, I started doing uh, WrestleMania 22 or 22. 2022's WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes, and then I got the the 2K22 game with the Rey Mysterio. That was fun. Um, but with that, let's let's end it. Let's end it there. Um, hopefully, with two K twenty four, I feel like um, it, it looks promising. I do really enjoy special referee matches, so I want to. I'm curious to see what what people in twenty twenty four are going to do with special referee matches. If they're going to be like The Rock, he's going to be like one, two. He's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's what i want to see like just interrupt and just cause pure pure chaos <laughs> so the main section of today's podcast is the royal rumble last night the royal rumble took place it was uh pretty eventful we got a number of um debuts and returns um in the royal rumble uh, we can just start off with the main results. Uh, the Women's Royal Rumble kicked off um, for a shot at the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Um, Bailey won that Royal Rumble. Um, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeated Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight in a fatal four-way match. Uh, pretty handily, um, the United States champion Logan Paul uh, defeated Kevin Owens via disqualification. Um, and then Cody Rhodes becomes a back-to-back Royal Rumble winner um, to earn his shot at a uh, title at WrestleMania. Uh, he's in good company. Uh, he's only the fourth, I think. Yep. There was Hulk Hogan, there was Shawn Michaels, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, who I think won three, but not back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, no, but he did no, win three. 2001 was his third. Yeah. yeah, so good on him. But Cody Rhodes, congratulations to Cody Rhodes. But um, that's, that's, that's the brief summary of results. Let's talk about just our overall impressions. Since it's still pretty fresh in our minds, it just happened the other day as of this um, recording. What did you guys think? of the Royal Rumble this year. Let's start with uh, Andres. What did you think? Um, I enjoyed it overall. I did. Um, there was one thing that Bailey pointed out that in her press conference afterwards, I didn't realize that she's like, we didn't have any legends in this one. You know, we had a lot of talent this time around to fill up the entire like 30 person roster. And like, it was, you know, it was, it was a good outcome too. Like it was, you know, a lot of us were kind of betting on her to get through it, you know, and win. And, uh, uh, for good storytelling, I think I'm looking forward to seeing what, what's, what's going to happen with Raw. So I'm re- really curious to show what's going forward with damage control as well. But uh, the women's one was really good. Uh, men's one was good, too. And obviously, R-Truth ca- crossing into both was actually, you know, <laughs> a good comedy skit, as he does, you know. That was a good skit. Walking into the women's one, being all confused, and then coming back later, thinking it's a tag match. All of a sudden, it's just like, 
you know, um, I'm I am surprised about Kofi Kingston getting eliminated as he did. I thought he was gonna pull some crazy stunt like how he usually used to. He would like like oh he's gonna get eliminated, but he somehow like recovers and comes back in. You know, um, little surprised at that. I will say the ending, um, kind of dragged for those few minutes when they were like kind of like you know hitting their finisher and then just like collapsing and then getting up and then the other person would do it and stuff and then. You're like, oh, who's going to win? Building up the anticipation. But, like, I don't know. For me, I was like, eh. Like, I don't know. I kind of felt like at, at that one point was, like, the low point. But it wasn't that bad. But overall, though, it was a pretty good solid show, I'd say. You pretty good the, overall. For the men's rumble, it was a little uh, Just at the here. end. It got a little stale just for that one part. But, I mean, it didn't last very long either. But that's just me being picky. But, but overall, though, I did enjoy both rumbles very much. That's fair. I probably enjoyed the women's one a little more. Probably more. Yeah, same. Yeah. David, any any overall thoughts about just the the show as a whole? I thought it was a really good show. Um, I don't. I think the more Triple H and company get to run shows, the better they get. Agreed. I thought, um even the men's side didn't really have. I don't think they had any legends either, other than the ones that are already kind of like, solidified status. Yeah, there was no like surprise really. Other than the ones that came from different companies. No Hulk. But no, like, legend. Yeah. <laughs> it was Chris cool to see, like, Jordan, yeah. uh, Jordan Grace. Oh, yeah. I mean, she, had, she had a strong showing, and then, like, Jade Cargill did debut and was nice. Yep. The men. Well, I was, was going to say, weird. for the TNA one, uh, or the TNA champion, when, when did uh, Mickey James uh, come out with her knockouts? Uh, or what, what did they, when it was impact, were they still knockout champions? Yeah. And that was like two years ago. Mm. That was 2021. I think. No, maybe even the one before 2022. Yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting, but that, that see like that, that's a good one. I was curious why there was a gap, um, in between years. Cause I thought there was something there, but it, from, from what I, I saw, I saw, and I, I don't know if Mickey James was the one who brought it up initially. They didn't want her to have the, the Mickey James uh, to have the title coming out, walking out. And there was this whole kerfuffle. He's like, "Oh, is she going out with that?" He's like, "All right, fine, but just make it quick or whatever it was." Was was the commentary about what Vince said when she came out? But um, I thought I thought that was cool. But uh, Chris, any thoughts about just the overall impressions? first overall impressions of um the, the ple uh punk was gassed he was really <laughs> i feel i feel yeah. like he that was like he he needs to get his reps in i think he should have more showings as far as like you know the the week to week stuff <laughs> um that was that was my last impression because that was like the last thing that was uh that happened on the pay-per-view but overall very cool very good I was surprised about the Legends thing, but after thinking about it, like when I came home, I wasn't very disappointed. I think it gave a lot of like the NXT girls that came mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of time, which is cool. Um, similarly, with the Men's Royal Rumble, you had uh, Braun Breaker come out, and then I forget who else was there. Carmelo Hayes, maybe. Yeah. Um, so that, Breaker that, had a good one. Yeah. It, which another thing about like Breaker's like spots, like. Like he had that big spot of like who the fuck did he toss over? Uh, Omos. He, I think he tossed over Omos over, but it's like, yeah. like it counted down to get to the next person to to come through the ring, and the camera darted over to who was coming in. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Like that was such a weird thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but overall, pretty good. Uh, the Logan Paul match was fine. I think it was good. And then I wasn't really paying attention to the the title match because I knew the outcome. We were playing a little bit of that good ass Tekken. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so overall good, I would say. I think I'm 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 of a similar similar thought. I think there were a lot of people just kind of reading. I mean, the tweets in the comment section. I feel like is 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 a portion of data you can kind of you know consider, and but, but I still feel like it's it's not representative representative of the entire audience of WWE just because it's so wide and and vast in terms of opinions and thoughts. Um, but it is one of the loudest voices that you see every day online. Um, and, and a lot of those folks online were, I mean, there's like people are saying it was like one of the worst rumbles ever. Oh, yeah. Um, some people, yeah, people are just complaining about, oh, this person, this person didn't show up. But I feel like if you take a step back, I mean, a lot of that is just kind of like our own faults for kind of, you said gas. I think that's kind of a funny word. Just like gassing yourself up and just thinking like, you're putting all these expectations on it, mm-hmm. um, and maybe to, to a certain degree, unfair expectations. We were people who were throwing out that MJF was going to show up. Uh, I mean, I did think that AJ Lee was going to maybe show up, but I mean, just I because, huh? What was that? I was expecting her as well too. Yeah, I mean, just because you know, she, I guess looking at it, just because CM Punk mentioned her name, um, and there was a clip of her wrestling with him, but it was a clip. Because I think it was on on the show Heels that they, that they were working on, so that was just kind of a clip from that. It wasn't a recent training thing, but people were kind of creating their own um, this, the story in their head, and they thought that it was just going to reach that peak um, and trying to manifest it. And maybe it's because it was a case of CM Punk, like b- people were thinking he might show up, and that was a big maybe yes, maybe no, and they thought they'll they'll you know. Lightning will strike twice and they'll do it again at, at this pay-per-view. Um, and I mean, I do like the Royal Rumble, at least so for, for my overall impressions, I thought it was good. Um, you, like you mentioned about the roster and the amount of people that they have right now, I, I think it, it makes more sense to just have more of the folks um, who are actually within WWE to be appearing. I think you can save... Uh, a handful of spots for like legends, but I don't necessarily know if that's needed. But it feels like that's part of Royal Rumble's charm, and I think a little bit of what people liked about the Rumble is that you can see those kinds of spots. But seeing this Rumble, and even let's—I mean, even looking at last year's Rumble, I feel like maybe Triple H as a creative person is just slowly moving away from those kinds of things and just making it more of a focus around NXT, Raw, and SmackDown superstars. Just because they have such a large amount of folks who work for them, you can totally fill up both Rumbles with with people who have star power um, now. So what do you guys think about, like, do you think the possibility of uh, future Royal Rumbles just being... uh, little to no like legends or cameo appearances do you think that's where the royal rumble's headed i have a i have a take on as far as like how how i think the mind of triple h kind of sees the business in in the current state that it is so like back in the day in order to get like heat or or like views i mean you'd be doing things 
probably more on on TV specifically to 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 get people talking to see it. I think now because of things like Twitter and Instagram and all this social media stuff, I I think it's very easy for for them to throw these like curveballs or or swerves on people. So like I wouldn't be surprised if they were the ones that were kind of like yeah like say that this person possibly is going to show up because it's going to get people talking and then it's going to just be a cascading effect. So I, I think I think that's a strategy in the in the creative room. I think they they're deliberately doing stuff like that where it's like yeah like mention AJ Lee or like you know people are watching your story so like drop these hints of this and that and that gets people talking and then thus like watching the pay per view more. So I think. I think they understand that. Um, so, yeah. I can see it going in the direction that it's going that you had mentioned that, like, <clears throat> maybe, like, less legends will not be part of it as much anymore, nor next to none, like how they had it this time. And it worked out pretty well, I'd say. Like, I kind of wanted, like, maybe one person to show up, but to be honest, I after it was over, I was I was satisfied with what I saw, too. So I was okay with it, you know, even though I was half expecting it. but. Um, I could see it going forward because, I mean, with NXT's involvement, yeah, they have such a big roster. They can definitely, you know, they got the talent there to utilize of filling up a Rumble easily. And, you know, they probably have, like, the best roster they've had, too. So I can definitely say with all that talent, they can definitely make good Rumbles without having to inquire, you know, using the old school way about bringing in old guys and to do, you know, just to fill in a spot, really. I think, I agree. Uh, just another point. Um, I think, as a whole, uh, wrestling fans are very nostalgic. There's a, there's a lot of nostalgia that's baked into what wrestling is. So I think there's just a lot of that expectation to see like the older guys or whatever to pop in like on a rumble or whatever. Because like, how many times you like read those posts and people like talking about The Rock and stuff like that, and how much you know of a pop he gets when he shows up or Stone Cold or whoever the hell because that was such a big uh time and a popular time of wrestling so people just want to just constantly see especially like the casual they kind of watch wrestling or whatever and they kind of don't but they hear that the rocks on oh he made an appearance on smackdown oh shit i'm gonna watch or whatever so i True. but they, they don't move past that i don't think so i think there's like different kinds of fans I mean, I mean, yeah, because if they're not expected to show up no one's gonna watch if you know if you know the rock's gonna be on smackdown their numbers go up because they know He's going to be there. Right. So that's what I would think. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you talked about nostalgia, wrestling fans. I, I wouldn't even limit it to just wrestling fans. I think it's just like it, there's a part of human nature where we just really like thinking about the past, reliving certain memories. And you look at, you know, you like folks that, who talk about like their childhood, how was the best part? I'm like, well, yeah, bitch, because you weren't paying bills and you were just a kid when they gave you like video games. <laughs> You didn't really see like the actual real world around you because your uh, your view and and everything and I mean it's partially like how we raise kids and stuff. It's so limited because that's how we you know we raise kids and and how children are raised. So a lot of people are nostalgic about it. I mean, it, it also partially because you're six or seven, so everything's new and amazing. So the first thing you see when you're seven or eight will be the most amazing thing. And you'll take that with you until you're, you know, you're 56 years old. Right. And you, you keep reliving that because that was your favorite part. Um, and so I think nostalgia as a whole is, is, is a human, uh, 
emotion that that companies tap into and it does bleed into wrestling wrestling is a nostalgia heavy thing i mean aw wwe does it uh, wcw did it tna did it they all do it and and it's it's like it scratches an itch and it 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 gives people a, a very quick hit of of dopamine and i think it does wear off which is maybe why in the Royal Rumble it's kind of effective because a lot of them are one and dones. But if I'm trying to be uh, to develop people and people who have uh, who are currently under contract and are up and comers, I think I'd prefer to showcase them more than you know yep. wheeling out Hulk Hogan on a stretcher, you know, for mm-hmm. his you know fiftieth Royal Rumble or whatever, and give me your you know. 4,000th leg drop. I, I, I think that there, there's a limit to that. I, I, I'm cool with it. I think you can maybe put one or two in there. If I'm being honest, I think it's nice to see. Like, for example, maybe this was a Brock Lesnar substitute, but Pat McAfee yesterday, I didn't like how they went about his specific spot. I was like, all right, well, I, maybe he'll do something. But literally, he just got out of the announcer table, uh, table went up to the ring and then just like eliminated himself. And it was like a 15 yeah. second spot or whatever. That, that was like, I feel like he could have put somebody else in there, but maybe yeah. it was like super last minute. And you know, they, 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 they did with what they could. So I can't really blame them for that. But what about, let's, let's talk about the, the winners. Cause we talked about the, the, uh, the Royal rumble and the overall, uh, feel of of the PLE. What do we think about the actual winners of uh, the Royal Rumble? Bailey and Cody Rhodes. We can start with. Uh, let's start with Bailey. What do we think about her as a winner? Do we like it? Do we not like it? I mean, we're all right. We all kind of said Bailey. We dude. all we were all right, yeah. but except I thought it was going to be CM Punk, but that's fine. But Bailey, I thought was. Um, the right decision i thought and, and a lot of people have said it and like you think about it in your mind but then a lot of people kind of crystallize it in a tweet or an x and they word it in a better way than i could and i do agree that she has done so much and she did hold a pandemic on her back um you know during those three or f- three and a half years that we don't really want to remember again but you know she did a lot with what she could and i think she's now been a heel for like Four so, years at this point. Right? Wow, yeah. yeah. So I think it's time for her to 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 be a face. And maybe what what do you guys think about that this uh they, they talked about how they should give her like the evolution Batista treatment or Randy Orton? One of those two. What what do you think about having damage control kind of being like the the new version of uh evolution and they're basically gonna follow a similar um path well it was batista because they're like all right you got to go yeah. for Rhea ripley or you got to go for uh jbl jbl yeah they're like come on go for jbl and then he decides to go for uh triple h yeah the contract signing thumbs yeah. up thumbs down <laughs> thumbs down batista bomb baby what, so what do we think about bailey you said we were right any other additional thoughts <clears throat> starts a you deserve it chant <laughs> You yeah, deserve it, it, it. it. felt right, you know. I mean, absolutely. She's, you know, like I said, she's carrying the coming throughout, and she's been there a very long time. And I didn't realize it, it was her first time winning. And she set a record too, right? Um, uh, being in her longest, longest, yeah, Iron Woman. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I'm definitely more interested now to see where it's going because it, like, sometimes damage control seems a little, like, just a little stale at times because it's like you kind of anticipate something's going to happen and then it doesn't. And then, you know, they go, then the Kabuki Warriors got united and then they win and they're like, oh, but then there's like this weird, like, atmosphere that comes when Bailey, like, shows up. And then sometimes they're like totally cool with her too. So I was like, oh, where, what happened with that whole build? And then, I don't know. So I'm, I'm assuming now, like maybe they're really going to get the wheels turning on that to see how that's going to turn out now. Because I don't know what if Bailey like turns around and says, "No, I want Eos title," which I doubt would happen. But like, who knows? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh no. damn. I mean, I don't see it, but if that does, that'd be that'd be cool though. I mean, that's the like, that's damn. the that's the uh, Batista evolution thing is that you know they're going to say you know go for Rhea Ripley or whatever, but they're going to turn around and or she's going to turn around and you know the proverbial Batista bomb on, on her ass and take that title. I'm pretty sure. Well, I think Bailey had actually mentioned too on TV that she was going to go after her. If she won the t- at the rumble at the time, which she won the rumble, she said she was going to go after uh Rhea Ripley, I think, but swear. that was then. Yeah. <laughs> she, she did. Swear that, but yeah. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Cause I mean, obviously damage control is like every other stable. They're going to mm-hmm. do something with them. They're going to change or they're going to kick someone out and stuff. I mean, that happened with all of them. <laughs> I mean, when you look I mean, they, at the the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, they were they damage control for the past like five or six months. They've been teasing a breakup. Like there, yeah. there, there was a lot of like scenes, basically like Mean Girls style, or just like obvious talking behind their backs, and Bailey's just kind of like being the fifth or sixth wheel uh, in the team. And it, it's 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 not it's not subtle. And I don't think they're gonna carry it on beyond WrestleMania because. You are building the story, and I don't think, I mean, with the exception of Cody Rose, but we can talk about that um, later. I feel like this story specifically has an ending uh, expiration date, and I think it, it, it ends at WrestleMania 40 with uh, Bailey be- turning face somewhere along the line, maybe not at WrestleMania, maybe like in, in, on the road to WrestleMania, Elimination Chamber, something like that. And, and, she turns face and and uh, challenges EO Sky for uh, for the women's championship, which I feel like she's kind of a EO Sky. I mean, kind of a placeholder because I feel like at least for like Western audiences, for like the like a Western product, it's it's tough to have a champion, especially when it's like the WWE Women's Champion, not be able to speak English. You know what I mean? I think it's I think it's just tough to. To have that, so I mean, it, it just makes sense. I think from like a Western audience standpoint, that she's going to take the belt. So I'm, I'm guessing that's where it's going. Um, I got, I got a post that I, I believe was a troll. It was talking about Okada and how ja- or how WWE treats Japanese wrestlers and stuff. I'll read it a little later. Let me kind of touch on the men's rumble, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where it's going. That that it's going to be Bailey v Eo Sky for that belt. She's probably going to take it. I was gonna say Oscar was champion for a while too, though. That's but true. her English is a little. That's true. Um, yeah. I mean, she she obviously they gave the belt to her. Like it's not like they're like yeah they're making like racial stereotypes and stuff like that like with freaking Mr. No. Fuji or something. Choppy, choppy, pee pee. <laughs> exactly. So it's it like she had the belt. She had a good showing, but I think that's just where it's gonna go now. Sorry. Uh, David, any final thoughts about uh, 
Bailey, where, where do you where do you see it going from here? What do you think the story is? Do you think it's going to be evolution style, or you got a different take on that? I think it'll be evolution style. I think you know, if, uh, I think it'd be a good way to bring back a certain free agent if she never decides where she's going to go. And the biggest cock tease. Yeah. I am I am genuinely curious because I think there were a lot of folks that were hoping that uh, Mercedes was going to show up at the Rumble, and obviously that didn't happen. Um, we got Trinity. We did. We did get Naomi. And I, and I guess we can talk about, since we're still talking about the Rumble, the women's Rumble, um, the biggest surprises and entrance. I'd say Naomi was one. You mentioned uh, Jordan Grace, right? Yeah. yeah. That was her name? That was, that was another one I wasn't expecting. And Jade Cargill was the biggest one. I think yeah. um, that debuted. There was, I mean, I, it, it felt right because it's not like we didn't know that she signed a contract. They made a big deal about her signing a contract. She showed up on every show, SmackDown, Raw, NXT. We talked a lot about it on our first episode. And she came out, she looked like a million bucks. And uh, Triple H was talking about like Aura as if like he said, like the new kids say Aura. Aura's been around for a while, but. She does have that word aura, like that aura around her. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's her physique or the way she carries herself or it's the silver hair. It's all of freaking, it. I don't, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's all of it. Because I, I think Pat McAfee was saying, like, if you, you know, like, if you ask God to create, like, the perfect wrestler, you basically would come up with someone like Jade Cargill. And she, man, she, the way she, she just, like, she, she just shows up, the way she carries herself, she goes in the ring. And man, she picked up Nia Jax like she was nothing. Like she was just like a bag of like fucking toilet paper that you got at Walgreens. And that's like the only thing she was getting. She like lifted her up without any any problem and and kicked her and then chucked her over the top rope. It was a little clunky, but I think that was part of Nia Jax's <laughs> issue trying to go over the top rope. She just kind of like you know, it's a it's a big lady, so it's still pretty cumbersome if you're trying to throw her over the top rope. But what did you guys think about uh, Jade Cargill's uh, showing at the Royal Rumble? Good first step. Yeah, I agree. yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's uh, she's going to be huge. I mean, like, in the fact that you know, me and David at least watch AEW, seeing her in AEW, and then just seeing her. In a WWE ring, it's pretty freaking wild. And without, you know, we had that speculation of MJF and stuff. And fuck you, boozer, you liar, or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and that's what I mean. That's just a little tangent, but that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if if that person does work for the company, like he's there to specifically cater to the marks and stuff, and they're gonna eat that shit up because they're gonna be like, oh, you know, MJF or whatever. He's got the inside word, and then you get swerved, but you still fucking watch it anyways, right? So, but yeah, I think, I think she's going to, I mean, I know she's going to be huge. So, you know, it's just a matter of time. So, for sure, good on Jade Cargill. I feel like, I mean, they did that whole tease with Bianca Belair and their stare down. That seems like an that obvious was, that was a good segment, yeah. first feud. And I'm pretty sure they already announced Jade Cargill uh, as uh, appearing on Raw. So it seems she's going to be on the Raw roster. Um, I think this will come out after Monday Night Raw happens. But um, hopefully, 
uh, her her initial feud. I'm thinking it it could be Bianca, but I'm also wouldn't be surprised if they threw her in the title picture with Rhea Ripley immediately. Because I mean, both big ass strong women. I feel like that'd be a great feud too if they if they wanted to go in that direction. Um, maybe even at Elimination Chamber. Who knows? Maybe they'll throw Jade Cargill in an Elimination Chamber. That'd be, I feel like that'd be actually a pretty good idea to challenge for the other title that doesn't get picked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see about that. But besides Jade Cargill, who do you, what do you, which one was your favorite uh, entry? Did you guys, uh, did you guys have any additional thoughts on that? I thought the damage control part was kind of interesting because, like, Asuka and Kari Sane at the same time getting eliminated and, like, what, they weren't in there terribly too, too long. I was kind of expecting more of a betrayal, too, at the Rumble, to be honest. I was, like, half expecting that, like, I don't know, that, like, Kari Sane or Asuka was going to do something that was going to cost Bailey the the Rumble, too, actually. Like, that was, like, I expected her to win, but I also I thought, like, maybe something was going to happen where it was going to indicate, like, more betrayal, maybe. Um... But no, they got eliminated by the very people they took the titles from. So I thought that was interesting too, actually. And then Bailey was like screaming at them, like, "Oh, you guys are much help, you know." <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't gonna last longer than that. I thought and, they were gonna go through until the end and either get eliminated by her um, because she has to and someone has to win, or yeah, you know, something along the lines of that too. Yeah, just I, last I longer and help her. Yeah, because you know when the stables are in. Someone usually betrays someone at some point because they have to. So that always happens. <laughs> right. Um, I'll be making it to the final four. Yes. I feel like that's notable too. I'm, I, I was really happy to see her back. And she, she, it seems like she was super excited and pretty sure she was crying too. Wait, who um, are we talking about? Naomi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The crowd was uh, cheering on pretty well. Yeah. She had a good welcoming. Awesome. Which is why I still am uh, maybe like we'll see like where Sasha Banks or Mercedes uh, ends up in. And it seems like I mean, like Tony Khan did like a tweet and he was saying like this is going to be like 2021. And maybe because he already knows that he has Mercedes um, under contract. Uh, But we'll, we'll see. We'll see where she lands. But yeah, I just thought, you know. With with her friend winning the rumble, with I mean, with all her friends being there, I thought that would be an important factor. But maybe Mercedes Monet is all about the Monet. So more power to her, honestly. If it makes whatever makes her happy, I think that's the smart decision um, going forward. So with that, how about let's jump into the the men's rumble? I think this is an interesting. I, I, this was a decision that wasn't necessarily a hundred percent because there was that sports illustrated article that said that he wasn't even going to be in the main event, uh, not even anywhere close. And, and uh, you know, they were saying that they must've been given fed wrong information, which I think kind of touches on what we talked about before um, where you have guys like Boozer and people just kind of feeding misinformation just to kind of swerve people, which I honestly think is pretty genius. Um, you know, cause I'm sure those, uh, people in WWE don't like the dirt sheets, um, and people leaking stuff. So to have like, I don't want to say a department of people, but maybe like a handful of folks who just kind of like give information to certain members of 
Um, I don't even want to call them press, just like dirt sheets to like, you know, spread rumors. But Sports Illustrated isn't even a dirt sheet. It's like an official publication. So that's interesting. But let's let's talk about the Rumble. What do we think about Cody Rhodes winning again for the second year in a row? And what do you think is going to happen with him in WrestleMania 40? He better finish that story. <laughs> Damn, yes. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. I'm glad I'm glad he won. I'm glad it was him, not Punk, to be honest. And I, I'm pretty sure they're still gonna have Punk main event night one or whenever they decide to. I'm guessing night one uh, with Seth Rollins because again, I think a lot of that the knee stuff and all the speculation and like that you mentioned the article. I think it's all just to swerve people to you know have people talking or whatever because then people get really emotional. You know how they say they want to drive emotion. Anger's an emotion, uh, you know, the despising shit is an emotion, so I'm pretty sure that's what they're playing on. So, yeah, it's good it's good that Cody won and I'm I'm guessing he's going to finish this story unless they're like, "Nah, fuck you." But eh, that'd, be, that'd be a weird thing to do right now. Can you imagine if he just loses it again? That'd be <laughs> in the main event. That'd be crazy. Maybe next year, kid. That'd like Stone, be, yeah. That didn't happen to Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Like, did, did he win both times he won the Rumble? I don't even remember. But I'm pretty sure he, he didn't lose both times when he won. He won both times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd Michael be the, the shittiest thing if they if they just had him lose again. Just I feel like, like Roman Reigns has broken a number of records. He's already like third or fourth biggest. That's that's impressive as it is, especially in this, just the way wrestling has been for the past 30 or 25 years to have a three year plus reign as champion is unheard of. Um, and I don't know if they'll do it again. So he's already done, you know, the best thing he could. So I hope that Cody Rhodes wins. I'm, I'll be curious to see how long he holds that belt. That's going to be interesting. One but night. Yeah, let's not jump the gun, I guess. Maybe maybe he'll lose, but three minutes. Pull Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. We, we still got a briefcase, baby. We still got that briefcase. God damn it. I, that, that'd be damn. so man, that'd be the shittiest thing to <laughs> insult to injury. He wins and then just the money in the bank comes down, fucking loses the same night. It was only he basically was champion as long as Kane in like nineteen ninety nine or ninety eight. Adam Cole. Yeah, I mean, like he did technically finish the story though, and then then that's it. If he wins, it's 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 yeah, Triple H in the press conference is like, "Hey, I, I said he'd finish his story. He did. He just lost. <laughs> he got the <laughs> championship. He only had it for like an hour. Not even." Man. <laughs> well, so what did we think of the 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 uh, the men's Royal Rumble? Were there any surprises? Uh, did you feel like the the way it ended up was about ex expected, or do you think that there were folks who showed up at the end that you weren't expecting to be um, in the in the final four or five folks? Same thing. Drew McIntyre um, would get out so quick. Mm -hmm. He felt like an afterthought to me. I was surprised how yeah. long Dominic kind of stayed in there, to be honest. I mean, he was in there. He was in there for a bit. I thought he was going to be like out pretty quickly, but I was like, okay, he's still hanging in there. I think Finn Balor got eliminated before him. Yeah, Dom was the last one from Judgment Day. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get that, like, Damien, why he threw out R-Truth, but I'm like, man, you could have utilized him. <laughs> 
he immediately went right for him. As soon as he walked in, he grabbed him and just threw him right over. I'm like, damn. Because he actually like wants the help. So I was like, damn, he could have been a good teammate on your side at that point. But we, we pretty yeah. much we we uh we called essentially what those last people were gonna be. I mean, I did say Drew McIntyre. I said he was gonna win, but he for sure was gonna be at the end at some point. Punk and Cody and who else was there? Jay Hunter. Uso. Jay Uso. He was in the what did you guys feel like how they handled the, the Jimmy and Jey Uso thing? Because I, I thought that was a good way to start the Rumble. And, and I thought it was going to last longer. But I feel like it just kind of fizzled out. And it wasn't as, as eventful as I thought I it would have been. Sam. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I kind of forgot Jey was going to end after a while. I thought they were going to use it to build a program. But. It was more of a just like still a tease and a feeler. Yeah, the vibe was off. That's what the kids say. What do you guys? So the so we talked about like the people who there were like five or six people who could potentially win this thing, and that obviously didn't happen. I think CM Punk has a pretty clear picture of where he's ending up. Cody Rhodes is obviously facing Roman Reigns. What about Drew McIntyre? Like, where does he go from here? Who does he feud with? Does he is he included in this championship picture? You know, for at least same another with month. No, they're all still in the race for at least another month. You think so? Yeah. Elimination chamber. Yeah. What do you think is the stipulation? What do you, what do you think the stipulation is going to be at the chamber? Do you think it's going to be for a shot at like a, a, another like participant within this championship match? Do we or do we think it's going to be limited to triple threat Cody versus Roman? I'm hoping it's a singles match. Yeah, and I'm sure that the elimination chamber winner will be someone from Raw or entirely Raw, or people with it on SmackDown that could that aren't going to go to Raw, but they'll pretend and lose. Yeah. When did they stop Andre. doing um I'm sorry, go ahead, Andres. No, I, yeah. Oh, I, it wasn't me. Huh? Oh no, I was gonna ask what your thoughts were, Andres, oh. actually, about like where do you think they're gonna go from here? For like Drew specifically and Gunther, like what like they they have nobody right now, at least yeah. from, from my perspective. I don't know. Where do you think this can go? I mean, if they don't have anyone, they could probably just throw them together. Because, I mean, Gunther still has to fight somebody. Because um, he's a champion. And I'm sure he's going to be riding the championship belt, maybe even through Elimination Chamber. Um, so it's possible, maybe. Because, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, like you said, there'll probably be a chance. I'm sure Drew is going to... He's in Elimination Chamber, I'm assuming, right? So, like... Um, but the stipulation for that, though, like, I don't know, like, what's, what the winner is going to exactly get out of that one. If... Roman's like, is it a chance for the, the title after that, I guess, right? Or we don't know? That's all speculation right now. Yeah, I don't know which rule. Like, really, it's... it's well, interesting Sammy came back. And he got Sami Zayn written off the TV. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. True. I was going to say, though, um, when did they when did they stop doing the... Like the SmackDown exclusive pay per view and the Raw exclusive pay per view. When did they stop doing that? When they brought them back battle. together. Yeah, whenever it was like the Super Show or whatever it was. Like, like I, I'm pretty sure they stopped doing like, like brand exclusives in like 
Oh seven, oh eight. Like they, they really. No, they brought them back. No, they keep going back and forth with that. I thought, I thought they, I thought they had like, uh, they had like, like the brands were exclusive. I didn't think that the pay per views were exclusive. Is that what you're talking about? Actually, no. You're right. You're right because the last time there was a brand extension from like sixteen to twenty, they, uh, they would still just show up on. Yeah, they all showed up on the PLEs, but they they, they were trying to be as separate as they can in terms of like the shows. But then everyone would come together on that PLE. Yeah, but it, it's not like like how it was in like oh five oh six, where like in July no. it's Great American Bash and that's SmackDown only, and then in May it was Vengeance and that was Raw only. Like they haven't had that for a long time, and I don't think they're going to go back to that at all. I don't think it's necessary. Um, I think PLEs should just be both of them and honestly they always break their own rules every time they do these drafts i guess it's like for yeah. a ratings <laughs> thing but like literally a week later they had folks from the other brand just show up you know so i don't know how effective it is but i think it's important to have two separate shows because it does give you that ability to like have your own stars and everyone bouncing between the two would also be a little bit of a oversaturation and um people who want to be main event stars can't really because it's technically one roster so keep it keep it like it is i'd say right now um and i i think with with the elimination chamber i feel like it will lead towards just the uh the women's and men's it's going to be whatever the belt that didn't get picked mm -hmm. that's going to be the chamber for 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 those two so that's what i'm i'm hoping um I think Ray Ripley, that's the other thing. I don't know if it's going to be for the belts in the Elimination Chamber, and I don't think it would because Seth Rollins, I'm almost positive he's just going to stay off the shelf until WrestleMania, unless, like you said, it, he is just working everybody. Um, and so Ray Ripley, I would like to think if she's on the poster, she'll have some kind of match. But, yeah, like Becky Lynch, um, she's probably going to be included in that title match. Um, oh, sure. But yeah, with the men's rumble, I'm actually hoping that Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns are going to be just facing one versus one. I don't know where that leaves Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight in terms <laughs> the of their feuds. Andre the Giant Memorial. Yeah, Battle, Battle Royal. <laughs> yep. The May Young Classic. I mean, that's probably what it's going to be, to be honest. They need to pad that shit up. With some big yeah. names, yeah, yeah, or no. maybe LA Knight fused with Logan Paul for the U.S. Championship. I mean, I don't think I LA Knight's that. won any any kind of belt on the main roster, right? Nope. Yeah, nope. I think he he should have at least the United States ship championship, or maybe even face maybe even face Gunther, but they're on uh, different brands, so maybe that's not the smartest thing. So. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of covers it, unless you guys had any final thoughts about the Rumble. I was just going to bring up the, that troll post about Okada and kind oh, of yeah. how, how, um, how, how, they, how WWE would treat Asian superstars specifically. So this is what it says. It was rumored that Okada would debut at the Rumble. I'm so glad he didn't. Have you seen how they treat Asian wrestlers? Why would I want Okada to become Tazawa's sidekick? 
WWE is clearly racist towards Asian wrestlers, almost always treating them as jokes. Even if they get pushed like Nakamura, they still hit a glass ceiling and never get treated like a star. It's best for everyone that he goes to AEW where he can be booked by Tony Khan, who has a deep respect for Asian wrestling and legends like Inoki. Just look at all the Asian champions in AEW's history. And then it's hashtag WWE's racist and hashtag AEW wins again. Um, mm, yeah, that toxicity. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't believe that's true. I think it was true at, at, at a point. You know, I think early, like the 80s and the 90s, early 2000s, I guess. Because I, I think it, it had a lot to do with Vince McMahon's creative and the way he would use those, use, for instance, Japanese or any, any Asian superstars. And that's just the, the perspective, I guess. So I think, I think Okada can be potentially used in a, a, the right way in in WWE so we'll just we'll see I guess. I mean he he'll do well in both but I think I think as far as WWE goes I think Okada will be in a good spot. Yeah, I mean I feel like with that comment but like you said he maybe some of the past but he's he's analyzing the current picture like the title picture and the, just the state of the union of WWE and but that 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 doesn't even make any sense cuz the Kabuki well, Warriors are the tag team champions. Right, right. Io right. Sky is the WWE Women's Champion. Shinsuke just had a big feud with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And there's still speculation that Shinsuke Nakamura is referring to Okada in his uh, promos. Um, Nakamura's so, been like Intercontinental Champ like four times. Right. Nakamura won the Royal Rumble in 2018. And it wasn't there to really, really to look, I wasn't there to really watch it, but. Um, I don't think the AJ Styles and Nakamura matches were. I, I think people were overhyping it, and I guess they were expecting something else. Just based, they're on expecting what I read. a New Japan match, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it was a troll account, but I think it brought up an interesting point as far as like how Asian superstars are treated currently versus how they might have been, you know, treated in the oh. past. In yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like that that's not even true though. Like if we're analyzing the current picture, that that literally like three or four of their champions are Japanese. So in I, age, I, you're losing. You're losing to Mox Kingston or Danielson. <laughs> right. right. And with, with, with Tony Khan's booking, you know, just looking at it, it just feels like there's this constant cycle of Hype, new person, build, gets lost in the shuffle, new person, rinse and repeat. Like, I feel like there's not a lot of sustained momentum for a lot of these folks. And I feel like that's where that idea of action figures and just collecting folks just to keep them instead of using them comes from. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think he, I, the point he makes, I mean, uh, it, it's a nice discussion. Life, starter. Kid. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's a d good discussion starter, but I just don't think it's accurate, at least in terms of the current direction of um, WWE. But with Okada, I guess we could end the podcast on this because Okada's the the uh, biggest uh, star in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he is leaving. It's like it's like basically as if like John Cena or Hulk Hogan basically told WWE in their prime that they're leaving 
and then they're going to go and you know figure it out but that means like go to WWE or AEW that's that's pretty crazy and I'd like I I'd like to see I I honestly I obviously I'd like to see him in WWE because I feel like that's just more of an interesting um place for him because it's not it's just such a different environment so I just think it'd be more interesting for himself as a person like creatively and career wise to be in like a a machine like that like WWE versus like AEW where it's trying to be like New Japan and it's you know it's got a it's got a style the wrestling style is much more similar to New Japan versus like WWE so i just think putting him in that kind of framework would be fascinating agreed but yeah agreed do you guys do you guys agree i mean you guys just said agree yeah. but do you have any additional thoughts on that on why you think that'd be a good idea I think you'd be the guy to change things around. Like as far as that stereotype goes, if they're not if they're gonna say Nakamura's had a bad career, I'm sure like Okada will stay either top of the card or like in good programs. I'm sure like if Triple H had his way, Nakamura would look like how he did in NXT. Like that's not Triple H's fault. That's not the current regime's booking. Yeah. Like I mean they can book Nakamura was crazy. They can uh, they could book Okada as like a Japanese Ric Flair. I mean, they could they could yeah. give him all that swagger. He can he can do all his promos in Japanese and do the subtitle thing like Nakam like Nakamura. So I mean, I think I think he can have all that, and he doesn't have to speak a lick of English if they do it right. So yeah, we have the technology. You know, like people they're like people it's it's as if they're stuck in that mindset of like like uh, americans only uh watch like english dubs and, and there's 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 a lot that still do but the culture around just like for example like even like the yakuza series like it's it's primarily been a game with japanese speaking characters with subtitles and there's a lot of like popular uh netflix shows like squid game and and other uh, korean dramas that people are into the movie parasite was a great movie korean drama like that earned a lot of money and it's it's a it's a foreign quote-unquote foreign film with subtitles and it's successful um i think that there was a lot of just um uh old uh style big boys like view of the world like the vince mcmahon the white guy kind of view of like what a uh, non-american wrestler how they should be um portrayed and and what draw what does and what doesn't draw money i feel like that's shifted so you know do something as simple as including subtitles give them a talking head or manager paul Heyman as is the make okada a new paul Heyman guy screw it roman reigns loses paul Heyman's like well you're no longer my tribal chief i'm with okada like that'd be pretty awesome connect them two and and then see where it goes but I think that'd be uh, a very interesting um, turn of events. But with that, let's wrap up this second episode of the Chi-Town Shoot podcast. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, rate us, and leave your feedback. Tune in next time for more Wrestling Madness. And until then, keep marking out.